Hey everyone, I'm Amanda. And I'm Magdalene. And welcome to the finale episode of Souls, Souls Engaged! Wow, it's been a long time coming and we're really glad to have a special chat with some of our audiences today. Hi guys, introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Adila, a year 3 student studying social work. Hello! Hi everyone, I'm Dylan, a year 1 student doing part-time marketing. Wow, thank you guys for joining us today. We'll be doing something different. Have you all ever watched um, open dialogue videos on YouTube like Cut or Jubilee? So usually guests get asked personal questions and answer openly. So just be honest, it's a safe space to share anything you feel comfortable saying. And this will just be our concept to end off our finale podcast. Actually, yes, I've watched some of those videos before. Ooh. For me, sadly, I have not had a chance to, but it sounds really interesting. So I will watch it one day. Oh, it's okay. Yeah, it's okay. Don't worry if you have not watched like similar videos before. It will just be a very simple Q&A session where we will be asking you some questions. And shall we get started? Let's go! Now, let's start off easy. Lah, huh? What does mental health mean to each of you? I think for me, mental health is as important as self-care. Mm-hmm. Mm, self-care. For me, mental health is basically the well-being of your psychological and emotional state. Wow, your definition of mental health, very round. <laughs> so, have you ever experienced any mental health challenges and conditions? Um, I don't have any mental health conditions medically, but I do get anxiety issues when talking to a large crowd mm. as everyone else. My body will start to heat up and sort of get nervous. And I'm always thinking, what if I say the wrong stuff? Like, are they judging me? What if I mess up that sort of thinking? Uh, I've never really been properly diagnosed before, but I guess I've been depressed for a long time, probably since secondary school. I think to summarize my experience, it's basically constantly being bombarded with feelings of hopelessness and worthlessness and mm. just not feeling happy or content in life. Hmm, so Dylan sounds like he has had um, short-term episodes of anxiety while Adila has experienced um, some longer-term of episodes of depression. So from both of your experiences, how open are you about your mental health to others around you? So maybe you disclose some personal information or your deepest feelings to your friends, family or others? I'm usually a reserved person and I'm mm. not someone who shares about their struggles with anyone. So... Even during my lowest period of my depression, I've never really reached out for help. Although I know that it's not the most healthy way, I can't help but perceive asking for help as a weakness. Not everyone would understand what I'm going through and there's not much they can do to help. I did try at one point when I was younger to reach out to my parents, but they weren't knowledgeable about my mental health and told me that it was all in my head and I should just stop being over-emotional. I guess that also kept me from asking or being open to anyone else. I think that is very common with the youth nowadays, like what, what we're experiencing, like certain stresses and certain mental health conditions and even just experiences we want to seek help from our uh, loved ones or family members, but they just don't know how to help us and they don't know how to even as simple as acknowledge them, just kind of brush them off. Thank you for your sharing. So what about you, Max? Um, actually, same as Adila, I am also quite a reserved person and mm. I don't usually share my issues with my family at all. I think I briefly asked Vina questions in episode 4 about someone who is having mental health conditions and she tried to harm herself a few times in my house. Yeah, but in the process of doing so, my family and I felt very helpless and people were just getting injured during the process and so I called the police for help. 
But eventually, I think the person sort of hated me for calling the police. Mm. I think firstly, um, I just want to commend you on your bravery. Mm. Call the police for help, you know. Like, probably in the heat of the moment, that's why she said she hated you for calling the police. Like, she kind of, like, mm. blamed you. Maybe. But I'm really glad that you did it still um, for your own protection as well as your family. So that is something that I really want to commend you on. And I'm sure that in time to come, she will understand your actions came from a good place. Yeah, so what happened after that? Um, so after that, she threatened to harm me because I am the one that called the police. And that's when I felt extremely scared and thought like, why am I dealing with this? Mm. Yeah, I didn't go home. I just stayed in hotel and just kept on crying for a few days straight. Even after I got back home, I just cried in the shower. My family were aware of the incident because they were at home on that day as well. But none of them asked me if I'm feeling okay. None of them asked if I'm traumatized. I think with such a big incident, nobody would know what to do. Mm-hmm. So in your family's POV, I think they just wanted to just brush it off and just not think about it as well. But um, that's also not good now. So how did you cope with the stress in the end? Like, is it by yourself? Yeah, I just kept everything to myself. I did not really do anything to cope with the emotions. Mm-hmm. I just suppress them and try not to think about it, oh which is not recommended and I am still working on it. So what about you, Dylan? Um, sometimes I don't really feel comfortable sharing with others about my mental health because not all take mental health seriously. Mm. Usually, I hesitate to tell my friends about my problems because some will just laugh it off or tell me not to be emotional or sensitive about it, mainly because I'm a guy. Oh, no. So I shouldn't be sensitive. Uh, but however, for my family, I feel that I can share most issues with them because they will always be there to help and give positive feedback about it. I'm so sorry that friends feel that way or you know like kind of brush your emotions off but i just want to ask with that group of friends kind of disregarding your feelings do you seek other group of friends for help like maybe your girlfriends um usually i would uh share to all most of my crew friends uh we also include my my female friends mm. and they are much more open to it and they'll uh, give positive feedback about it oh that's good so, do you actually feel supported by them after you talk to them about it? Um, definitely. I would feel a lot better because they take my uh, mental health seriously mm-hmm. and I will appreciate them more. Mm. What about you, Adila? I think uh, at certain points in my life, when I briefly mention about my struggles, honestly, I don't find much support because it's something that I continue to experience and I can't really help it what I'm going through. It's something that cannot just like, easily disappear just by talking it out. Hmm, I totally agree. Actually, people with mental health conditions have sort of like episodes of relapse, like what you have experienced, like um, how it doesn't easily just disappear and it comes back often. So I think it really takes time and even just the, the commitment to learn to cope with it as best we can. So let's move on to our next question. What do you guys think of the mental health stigma in Singapore right now? Mm, I feel that most people take mental health for granted, like a laugh it off kind of thing. Mm. Because in Singapore, it is a competitive society. But we should not disregard mental health as something trivial. As people usually value success over mental health, as recognition is valued more in Singapore. I think for me, mental health still remains a stigma in Singapore, which is why it's hard for people to speak up about their conditions or to seek professional help. Mm. I mean, I definitely agree, but personally, why do you think that is so? 
I think people in general do not open up about their struggles because of the Asian conservative culture that we have here ah, as well. Ah, that's yeah. true. You're heavily influenced by Asian culture. Uh, also, I think people who lack awareness would classify people with mental health conditions as, as abnormal. Mm. So, uh, they tend to get scared of something that is unknown to them. I think there's, while well, there's already efforts to promote awareness about mental health, Singapore still has a long way to go in promoting inclusivity and acceptance of people with mental health conditions. Oh, you're so right. I think that despite the access to mental health resources, I mean, our nation is pretty um, privileged in that sense that we, we do have access to these resources, yet we do not learn, you know. We are still in the process of learning how to be comfortable in seeking help on our own, as well as promote more social inclusivity within Singapore itself. So did you know that the Singapore Mental Health um, Survey conducted in 2018, so it's pretty recent, uh, by the Institute of Mental Health, they found that youths have higher lifetime of mental illness compared to adults today. Why do you think that is so? Uh, definitely because they feel pressured to succeed in life, like career-wise, etc. Mm. Youths are students like me and you, who are sort of to grow up and change our mentality to succeed. I feel that... Most of us youths will be pressured and stressed when others at a similar age have accomplished more than them and it sort of uh, makes them feel like they actually fall behind but uh, they need to know that everyone has their own pieces to follow. Mm. So does that mean that you feel that the ever-changing economy and um, career today resulted in more stresses the youth today feel versus the, let's see, the adults from before? Uh, yes, of course. Adila, mm. what about you? Uh, I also agree with Dylan. I think there's more pressure placed on the younger generation in meeting societal expectations. Mm. But I also think there are other factors like social media. Oh yes, that's a big one. Yeah, which plays a huge part in setting like unrealistic ideals of beauty and social standing. Mm. And I think youths are also more obsessed with the number of likes or followers on their social media accounts and that are constantly comparing themselves to others, which will eventually affect their self-esteem and mental health. Yeah, I agree with Adila because um, actually I have read somewhere online that multiple studies have found a strong link between those heavy social media users and an increased risk for depression and even suicidal thoughts. So that being said, more than three quarters of youth who develop mental illness did not seek any professional help. Oh, that's a very high rate. Yeah, that's very high. And how likely do you think you and your peers who have mental health struggles would seek professional help? Hmm, for myself, I'm not someone who actively seeks help, as I mentioned before. So as much as it's easy to say to people with mental health conditions to just get help, the actual process is much, much harder. Understand. Yeah, it, sh- it can actually take years before that someone take that first step to confide in others about their struggles. I think having people around you who are knowledgeable and aware and able to recognize symptoms will actually help a lot. Mm. Like friends who notice that you're not being yourself and just checking in or asking how you're coping would really uh, help. I agree with what Adila said. They definitely need to open up, but to only to people who are willing to listen and help them. Because opening up to the wrong audience will definitely make it worse. Ah, good point. There are already various helplines and channels to those that want to open up. So we should spread and raise awareness of the importance of mental health. Mm. I think the most important thing is about trust. You know, it's it's an important factor in establishing a self-seeking behaviour. So, sorry, self-help-seeking behaviour. I think without trust, even if we had direct access to such medical and mental health resources, we would still be deterred to even take the very first step. Self-help also comes with, I guess, some form of commitment. So it's not just a one-time you go and then you get healed, you know. It's like, 
it's a life-changing commitment that is something that maybe not everyone might be up for and they really need time to really accept and like yeah like commit to it on a regular basis so moving on to our last question of the day what changes are you hoping to see in the um, Singapore mental health landscape, especially for youth and young adults like ourselves? I think more inclusivity and mm. acceptance of people with men various mental health conditions. I'm not saying just those common ones like anxiety and depression, but even those with bipolar and schizophrenia, whereby the symptoms yeah. are more severe and obvious. Overall, I also hope that more people continue to normalize the culture of seeking help. Mm. Um, definitely more awareness and others need to take it more seriously. Ah, yes. Uh, yeah, people need to realise mental health is more important than it is. You can't just judge someone for being emotional or overly sensitive than you yourself. They have their own problems and issues and they can't control the fact that they are more vulnerable. Mm. That's why people need to take their time and understand them, appreciate them more. You never know if your comments or insensitivity will push someone with mental issues to the brink. Okay, so that's all for the Q&A session with our very special guest. Thank you for taking out some time to join us and we really, really appreciate your thoughts on mental health, whether or not you have experienced any conditions before. So, this wrap up the last episode for Season 1. Yay! Yay! There is Season 2 in the future with a different team. And before we end off, how about the two of us say something to our listeners? Ah, yes. So, it has been a pleasure embarking on this journey advocating for mental health and caregiving together with Cal. Mm. So, I feel so supported by you guys. And I'm really grateful to have worked with such a lovely team of people who have trusted, um, accepted and supported me. And together, we brought this podcast idea to Life. Yeah, and thanks everyone for your support since the first episode as yes. well as the interactions on Instagram. We really, really appreciate your positive messages on DM. It really motivates us to continue producing content for mm. you guys and it has been a great journey together. So do look forward to the next season with a new batch of people. Mm. But in the meantime, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Engage. And here's a useful hotline for anyone out there who needs someone to talk to or to seek help. Caregivers who need someone to talk to can contact Cal as well. The hotline will be 6460-4400. Do not worry if you are not able to catch it. It will be stated on our Instagram page. Thank you and bye! Bye-bye! Bye! bye. bye. bye.